When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, batter, batter. Are you ready to hit a home run with flavor? Step up to the plate and swing by Penn Station East Coast Subs, where every bite is a grand slam. Craving a classic Philly cheesesteak or maybe a savory chicken teriyaki? Or how about loading up on their delicious fresh-cut fries? Call it a triple play by ordering Penn Station's signature fresh-squeezed lemonade. When it comes to subs, Penn Station is the big league. Order online at penn-station.com or stop at a store near you. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich live from Santa Anita. Yeah, yeah, baby. Breeders' Cup Championships. Happy to be here. We're going to be joined by Simon Bray. He's an award-winning racing analyst, right? Ooh. So we're going to talk to Simon Bray. He's going to break it down for us. Stick around for that. You're going to learn something today. I hope so. I want to learn something today. Mills, but it's a bonus pod about racing. I love it. One of the it. first things that I learned is when you pull into the Santa Anita racetrack is everybody here has a really nice car. We par- parked right to this right next to this really nice Porsche. I like that that new you see the cars they have that new matte like gray. It's like oh, a gray yeah. dull gray green, like matte finish. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, so there's a beautiful matte finish Porsche next to us and the three of us, Cavino, myself and Spot pull up in Spot's Mini Cooper. That looks like it hasn't been to the car wash in two months. It's a little, I mean, it's a little <laughs> dusty, but it's, a, but, but it's a convertible, so you did look like you were arriving in style. Yeah. I feel, no. like, we, I feel like we're in that Zoolander scene. Our intrepidina. I'm in the back worried about my hair the whole time because we are broadcasting live from this event, and everybody's dressed real nice. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling underdressed. The wind blowing my hair. You know, I look like a... Uh, Cosmo Kramer. You know, I was I was talking to our uh, our buddy Mike Harmon from Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, um, and he was saying like it's an interesting intersection of, of people because you have the people that are coming casual in shorts, hanging out. You have the people that like you know you would see at the Kentucky Derby in suits, dressed nicely. And then he said there's like international people that come dressed from like wherever they're they're from. Like oh okay, like Abu Dhabi, like right. Saudi Arabia, and all that Saudi oh, money. That, that, I thought that German guy wearing wearing lederhosen. Lederhosen. He said the interesting thing is they're all speaking this universal language of horse racing. Horse racing. Like yeah. they're all they all know like kind of the same details and that how, is very yeah cool. and all the stats. So it's it's an interesting intersection of culture. Seems like you're having more fun talking to Mike Harmon than us. You want to go mean, back there? Yeah, he knows okay. way more than you. Do. He taught me how to bet. Well, you know what? We're gonna make some bets and we're gonna be welcomed, uh, joined by Simon Bray in just a few. But you know how I know Mike Harmon knows more than us about horse racing. How to bet? Look at his sweet hat. It's it's kind of hat is that spot? It's, it's a horse racing hat. It's like a horse. No, racing that's like hat. an OTB hat. Oh, my grandfather wore that to the OT. But does he have a newspaper fits. to slam down when he yeah. loses? Yeah, oh, it, it fits in with the scene. His mother was a mother. Let me ask you, when you're coming to an event like this, right, yeah. do you buy something new for the event or do you search in your closet for something appropriate? Like, yeah, I think that could, I could pull that off 
for a horse race. Yo, Spock, go get the scoop from Mike Harmon on the next on the next uh, on the next race. Yo, Danny, you know what's so funny? Because I had no clue, but I'm glad we're here again, live from Santa Anita. You know what? You know what? I know that's just how we know we've known each other for a long time. Every time I make a mistake, you guys will all jump mm-hmm. to correct me or say that I stink, right? Mm-hmm. No, you don't point out, but I got hit on on the way in here. Uh, that is true. I was like, does Rich know this person? Someone started following him? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, Sarah uh, Jessica Parker, good to see you. No, I'm woman, kidding, I'm kidding. I, I was walking behind. I was just sort of doing a strut, just looking around, taking it in, right? Because this is a massive venue, massive tracks. It's really big. How many people is this fit? I'll have to I, you know, uh, I'll give you your fun fact. Yep. In 2016, Santa Anita set the record for almost 120,000 people over two days. Just to give you perspective of how big this is. And, you know, I'm looking around like, whoa. And then I see some woman, like, all over Rich when I look back at him. And I'm assuming, like, she was so affectionate with him. I'm assuming it was someone he knew. And all of a sudden she's like, well, thanks a lot. Bye. And I'm like, who's that? This woman came up to me. She goes, hey, hey, baby. Where's the where's like the VIP entrance? And I'm like, I'm going to the press area. She starts squeezing my biceps. Yeah, she was and she's grabbing like, them. She's like, Ooh, you got a, you got nice arms. Sorry, I'm touching you. I'm a massage therapist. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay. She goes, all right. Well, where is that? I go, I think the VIP is that way. And she goes, all right. Later, good looking. And walked away. I'm like, what? I don't know. I think you kind of blew it. You didn't get a card or anything. Married <laughs> <laughs> man. Should have got a card. Well, you had good odds because eighty thousand people are here for one event. That's amazing. Like, so that's day, how big yeah. this is. And if you're new to this scene like we are, um, I don't want to discourage anybody either. You know what? Uh, Spot hit it on the head before. It's not everybody in a suit or everybody in some sort of garb. You know, it's all walks of life here having a good time. So, you know, if we do this again, I'd love to see you out here. It's definitely something you'd want to come out here for. Very cool so far. Hey, Spot, you saw me get hit on, right? I did. Oh, you did see? Okay. It did happen. I saw it. All right. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, we're going to learn a lot today about the world of horse racing, Breeders' Cup here in Santa Anita. And it's time to welcome our guest. It's Cavino and Rich live from the Santa Anita Racetrack for the Breeders' yes. Cup Championships. And we welcome racing analyst Simon Bray to the show. Simon, What's up, Simon? Nice to meet What's you. What's up, guys? Again. Pleasure, man. Good Pleasure. to be here. Thanks you having a good time? Having, having a real good time. But right now, as we take it all in, you yep. already said this is like your Super Bowl, right? right? Breeders' Cup. I don't even know the etiquette. So I'm like, hey, can I be loud? Do I have to whisper a little bit? Like, it's so cool. Like, you come here for a good time. I could be a little rowdy, right? Oh, yeah, be yourself. Absolutely. Oh, okay. that's cool. This is Day one, day two tomorrow. That's the big day. We have we have kind of two days. So right. This is the general kind of lead in the introduction. So to we're it. still warming up. Yeah, but it's exactly. okay if I'm like, it's Simon Bray. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. And Simon, go. my other observation: food, drinks, yeah. good-looking women. Like, yeah. I feel like that. This is like a scene. People are dressed up. I feel underdressed, and I got a button-down shirt on. I right. feel like uh, maybe I should have suited up. Yeah. I mean, everyone's familiar with the Kentucky Derby, right? Of right. course. Yeah. Yeah. Mint juleps, hats. Right. It's kind of like that, but with the Southern California flair. You know, you got the sunshine. Yeah. And, you know, some people are wearing shorts, flip-flops. Some are in a suit and tie like me because I got to work here. But what's, it's it's a great vibe. But what's the best way to go about it? Because we're all learning together. That's why we're excited to be here too to take it all in. 
We didn't know. We got on the phone like, hey, man, what, do you, what should we wear? Yeah, we were like girls going to the club. <laughs> what yeah, are you yeah, wearing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, jacket, pants, yeah. suit and tie, you got to do that. Maybe California now without the tie, probably a little open right. button shirt, but everything goes. But Rich is right, you know, before we get into the racing and the strategies, all yeah. that stuff. The best way to describe it is is a scene. It is such a scene, and what a beautiful view at yeah. the racetrack. It's really cool, The backdrop man. is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's picturesque. And what's unique about this event, which we don't have horse racing is a year-round sport, right? NFL, yeah. seasonal, NHL, everything's here. We go 52 weeks a year. What's different about this event, it's an international event. So we have 43 horses coming from Japan, coming from France, Ireland, England. So, you know, you bring all those connections over as well. It's, it's a big, big moment. And they love coming here because of the backdrop. Random, ridiculous question that you might say, simple. How do you get horses from all over the world like how do you transport horses great great question you're not going on southwest no you're not no you don't get are, are there special ways to transport these elite you know athletes these great, athletes? great question uh, and it's improved a lot the last 20 years so you know years ago it used to be on the train now they fly them they, they actually have special charters for horses they put them in a big 747 mm-hmm. or you know a big big cargo plane and they put them in these stock confined stalls and they fly them around the world Biggest, richest horse race in the world is in Dubai in the middle of the desert. And yeah. It's running March. So we fly horses all the way around the world. And people have got so accustomed to doing it now that it's second nature. And these horses show up a week before the event and run big races. Do a lot of them have a pre-check? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. TSA. Just, just want to make sure. TSA, yeah. Just want to make sure. And yeah, by yeah. the way, you go out there. You, you described all the different sports, that feeling you get. You know, you walk out. Of the, of the little concourse and you yep. see a baseball stadium or you see the football field, you walk out there, it is a scene. It is a sight. It's beautiful. The track is beautiful. Um, cocktail menus are out. Yeah. Buffets of beautiful food. So this is this is something people have to check out if they've never done it. Especially here because th- th- this is the 40th running of the Breeders' Cup. It started here back in Hollywood Park, which is now SoFi Stadium just down the street here. Wow. Okay. Um, and the idea was to rotate it around the country. Florida, New York, Chicago. It went to Texas. It went to... But this is the 11th time it's been held here because everybody wants to be in Southern California because the, the international runners, they guarantee the conditions of the track. The weather's perfect. You're not right. going to get rain and slop and yeah. it's going to hurt. So everybody wants to come here and, you know, each part of the grandstand here, there's a party over here. There's a different you know party over there. Yeah. There's a group of people here. So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's a great 48 hours. Now, I, uh, I grew up, Simon, by the way, like a mile from Belmont Racetrack. Okay, yeah. Uh, Belmont, New York. Long Island, the Queens. Garden City. Yeah, yeah. I grew up right over there and, uh, you're right. The conditions, you never knew because right. it could rain. It could be sure. uh, overcast. You got Southern California. This is a be- it's, it's not good. Chances are you got good weather. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's why the Euros come here. They bring horses specifically knowing that they can handle the firm ground here. And you're a grade one winning trainer. Right. Before Simon became a racing analyst, he grew up in England. Your dad had some famous yep. horses. So you grew up in the scene, moved here in 92, and you retired from training in 2004. Right. But what is a grade one winning trainer? What does that even mean? It sounds yeah. impressive, but you got to let us know. Oh, so... so- a lot of these races, you know, there's a there's a tier level to these races. Grade one is the ultimate. That's that's the pinnacle. All these 14 Breeders' Cup races are classified as a grade one. All the major preps for these races are classified as grade one. The Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, they're the elite level of races. Gotcha. There's a grade two, a grade three, uh, which are still extremely good. Believe me, it's it's like AAA and Major League Baseball. Got it. And then the everyday stuff, which we were on Wednesday, Thursdays, you know, the, the blue-collar stuff. 
that would be like single, single, below single A. But okay. it, it's, it's still competitive. you got to tell us how this works, too, again. This may be a silly question, but the way I see it, the way I think about it is, you know when you see bowling on TV? I'm not comparing the sports, right. but to get to that point, they have to qualify throughout the Correct. previous yes. weeks and months. How does a horse qualify for the Breeders' Cup? Good question. They don't just show up. You, right. can't, you can't just bring a horse here and say, yeah. i got a winner, I want to run. There's certain races throughout the calendar year, from January, uh, from February onwards, and they're what's called winning your in races. If you win those, you get an automatic berth into the championships. You have to qualify by winning these graded stakes races. Got it. So we, it's not like you're going to get 14 horses where five are good and the other nine are no good. It, it's deep and it's competitive. Does, it's the best of the best. Does strategy apply to the horses the way we think about sports in the sense that if there's too much rest in between the races, oh, yeah. it could be good or bad for the horses? So. Do you, does that come into play when you're betting oh, on sure. these guys? Okay. Sure, sure. I mean, there's horses that thrive on a quick turnaround from race to race. And it's I'll, different amongst the horses? Yes, you've got to treat each horse as an individual. They're like individual athletes. I, I see your packet of prep. The, you, yeah. Honestly, the stuff you have is the equivalent of like a coach watching film after an NFL game. Yeah. You've got books and packets of previous races and, and how they finished. And Yeah, the, this, the this is the Bible for me for the next two days. So this is, this is the past performance. Every single race that every single horse has won, I've got here in print. How they ran, where they ran, what gate position they came out of, what condition the ground was, what time they ran, and who the jockey was, <laughs> yeah. who the trainee was. All that type of stuff. So I'm familiar with it because I cover it on a daily basis. But when, you know, this is like really 14 Kentucky Derbies in two yeah. days. Run. So um, th- there's a lot that goes into it. It's very intimidating for the, for the newer fan. It, it is. It can be very, very intimidating. And the font is really small yeah. on all these little graphs. That's why I'm yeah. wearing these now. <laughs> yeah. You need your readers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're in your 40s now. Yeah, that's right. CBS, thanks. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you, betting strategy, if you're wagering um, – you got your but you are a you know you know what you're talking about right now is it silly i always feel like things like horse racing the the suckers bet might be like hey what's the cool name sure. or like hey uh, hey kid what what pick a color horse is i mean is that a terrible strategy i mean should people be studying up or sometimes is it just chance it, it is just chance i think for the for the person that's walking through the door for the first time yeah keep it simple don't get complicated mm-hmm. because there are so many wages. I would blow your mind if I could sit here for 20 minutes telling you about what way. I mean, you can pick a win bet in each race, and then there's an exact. It means you've got to pick the first two, and then you've got to pick the first three, and then you've got to pick the first one. And then there's a bet where you've got to pick the consecutive winners of four races, the consecutive winners of five races, six races. Wow. So there's a multitude of wages. It's called a wagering menu, and it's literally appetizer, main course, dessert. You take your pick. So I would say for the new of you, stick to the appetizers. Just keep it okay. small, simple with a win bet. Now, Name, color. Um, you know, I would say if you're a little familiar with the sport, go with some familiar connections. You know, there, there are, there's, you know, we have Todd Pletcher, Bob Baffert, Chad Brown. You know, that's Bill Belichick. That's, uh, you know, okay, uh, all the big name coaches. You know, um, that's the way to go. When you start getting into what I got here in front of me as a uh, as a new new player, it's going to be a little confusing. I saw that. Uh, safe to say, I think I read it uh, that 30 to 40 percent of the time at, at Breeders' Cup. The favorite does win. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at, you know, like a 30 to 40% chance. If you pick the favorite, they're coming out the winner. Yes. The thing about horse racing is your return on investment it can stand to be pretty big. You can get eight, 10 to one shots, but the favorites win 30 to 40% of the time. And that's what I tell new people. Lock in on, on a horse that's maybe, you know, a heavy favorite second choice because you want those exper- people to experience a little return win. They, they don't yeah. care if it's just right. yeah. seasoned horse players. 
the, the angle is they're trying to beat the favorite most of the time because that's where the value comes into play. Yeah. You know, you're trying to lock, knock out. If I find a four to five shot on the car today that I think is beatable, that's a home run for me because it's a parimutuel pool, right, in the horse racing. Everybody's playing against each other. So if all the money goes there, I'm, I'm going to look somewhere else. I love it. Simon Bray hanging with Kavino and Rich on and Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of winning, what do the horses win? Like, what are the prizes here? How big does this get? I don't know what kind of money we're talking about. Obviously, millions. Yeah, it is on a day like this. Right. I mean, the cheapest race is a million dollars. Big race, four, five million dollars. The owners get a share of that. The jockey gets a percentage. The trainer gets a percentage. Um, but it's expensive. This is to own one of these things. It's a lot of people get in at a lower level because it's like owning your own sports franchise. You get to pick the silks. That's like your team colors. You can bring in friends. Have uh, you know, ten, fifty. I've owned horses with other friends. That's Baller status, by the way. <laughs> when you're owning a horse, I feel like you see like former athletes and big shots being like they own a horse. So Simon's big time. Right? No, no. But yeah, you can, I it own depends. A horse. Well, with, the, with the little springs, springs on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I own a rocking horse. I'm a, I'm a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I used to ride the hell out of that. <laughs> but you can, you can, you know, entry points at different levels, different racetracks mm -hmm. around, and and it's fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of money on offer here. Based on what you just said, just to you know, relate it to people that are trying to learn, like we are. Listen, I'm all about learning new. things. Things, sure. And this is a great time here, Breeders' Cup. Betting like an eight-leg parlay Correct. that's unlikely would be like, hey, I like this one. It's 70 to one. Like, you, you don't maybe want to take that extra because you're not going to get any winnings, really. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. the, the 70 to eight to one shots, <laughs> while they're a great story the next day, they, they happen very infrequently. I mean, they had yeah. one of the biggest upsets here, but it was over 20, 30 years ago, 99 to one shot one. But it, it, it very rarely happens because you're dealing with the best of the best. So mm -hmm. the chance of a freak upset like that, it's not going to happen very often. I got it. Uh, one last question for Simon Bray again. Uh, no, I analyst. have one last question. Oh, do you? <laughs> well, again, you're an award-winning trainer, but you retired from training in 04 to do analysis and everything. Yeah. Do you get the itch? Do you miss training the horses? Do you miss that side of the business? It, it, it's very tough. It's a tough, tough business. People don't realize. It's, there's no off-season. You're dealing with live animals. It's seven days a week. It's getting up at 4 a.m. every single day. And, you know, you're beholden to owners. So, you know, these owners own these horses, and you've got to communicate with them to what's happening every day. And it's it's kind of their outlet from – these are people that own Fortune 500 companies. Right. You know? So the horses is an escape for them. So it's a lot of work. I miss the competition. I don't miss the day-to-day -day aggravation. I, I had a great situation. I was training privately for a very big client. I had a lot of success. But, uh, you know, it's – other coaches and athletes, when they get behind the mic, they kind of stay there, right? You don't see yeah. many go back. <laughs> when you're walking around, you know, just looking at the horses, mm -hmm. can they tell that you have some sort of intuition that you can communicate with them? They know that you know what's up. Are with you them? saying he's like the horse whisperer? Yeah, yeah. Like, do they know? Like, yeah, this guy knows us. They we probably don't know that I know, but I do know. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Yeah, but you know. I know because but you know. Yeah, because we we have a show on our network, Fandle TV, that yeah. we do exclusively for this race. It's kind of like a training going in behind the scenes at a training camp. Oh, so we're that. out here broadcasting every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. watching all these horses train. And my job is to give analysis on how they're training. Fans don't get to see that very often. So it's like hard knocks for, for training. Except horses. it's not edited. It's live. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what, what actually, um, again, coming from a, an inquisitive perspective here, Kavino and Rich with Simon Bray. Well, that's what makes it fun because I want to come back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I want to do this, this is, again. This is how you get into something. Right. Yeah. Um, 
training a horse? What what is the what is a layer of training a horse that we wouldn't know? Like like oh wait, you have to do that? Like what what is a layer of horse training? So a lot of horses are bought before even a saddle or a human being has been on their back. So they have a massive sale in Kentucky in September every year. Five thousand horses go through the ring. It's one of many sales. That's the major one. That would be like the draft pick, I guess, if yeah. you will. But yeah. you have to pay money. They, these guys pay one, two, three, four million to buy young horses that are unproven before they've even wow. got to the race. Then they have to be, you know, broken is the word broken, where they get a saddle, a rider, and that's a that's a you know a, a year and a half before they get to the racetrack. I saw that on Yellowstone when he yes. broke, he broke the horse. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> then they get to the track. They have to go through training, and it's a lot, a lot of training, getting familiar with the surroundings, the starting gate. I mean, from from the point of buying them as an un you know an unraced horse to the point they get to the track it can be a, a two-year ordeal really wow simon i appreciate you uh entertaining our fun silly questions oh, no problem. Learning with i you. got yeah. so many questions i, I know because i have another one now no no, no, no i got another one <laughs> I'm, chill you compared it to hard knocks right yeah. so i'm thinking like 24 7 all the behind the scenes stuff what if a horse grew up with a trainer right but it's not working out you get another trainer do they make a quick adjustment some some people do yeah there's a horse actually called White Abario in the Breeders' Cup Classic tomorrow. That's the biggest race of the weekend. It's the marquee race, the classic, the biggest one of the year. And there's a horse called White Abario trained by a guy called Richard Dutro, who had to, to sit on the sidelines for 10 years with a suspension. This horse was very good. He was trained by another a previous trainer. They've just given it to him for the last two starts. He's the favorite, and he will win that race tomorrow. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's only had the horse two starts. Wow. He's a very good horseman. And wow. he's, sometimes it's a change of environment. A cha like a coach gets a player, they can turn him around. Maybe the horse is not happy in the environment they're in. Yeah. You know, just for whatever reason. Well, you know, let me let me compare it to another sport for a second. Baseball. Just World yeah. Series just happened. Rangers won. Sure. Bruce Bochy is a coach that always talks about Analytics are good, but he, he coaches with his gut, right. his feeling. When you take a look at a horse on the day of a race, are guys at your level able to be like, that horse looks a little off today? You can. If you've, you've got to have the history of it, though. You, so you've got to have something compared to. You right. know, if yeah. a horse goes out there and he's acting like a lunatic, maybe that's good. It, that's good for him. He might have done that the five prior tries to he mm -hmm. run. So you've, you've got to have okay. some history behind it. I'm thinking there's so many random things. Besides the trading of the horse, like... In tennis, let's compare it to tennis. There's there's clay, there's grass, there's different surfaces. I know there's turf, there's different. Yeah, and that's a that's another factor. Huge. Some horses just are better on other surfaces, right? Pe okay, so we judge a lot of these horses before you buy them on pedigree, how they're bred, who their mother, who their father was, mm -hmm. and what they did, and it usually transcends. So if you've got a father, sire, we call it, is a good grass horse. Chances are the offspring's going to be a grass horse. So yeah, that's why with the races over the next two days, some specific to grass, some specific to dirt, some horses will not. You could have a champion on the dirt that wouldn't run a jump on the grass right. and vice versa. Wow. Well, now I'm more pumped about <laughs> all of this thanks to you. There's such a cool old school feeling, by the way. Oh, when yeah. You walk out there. You're right. The, yeah. the wardrobes, the vibe. It Everything just, about it. Feels, it. I feel like I'm walking into like a, like a scene from Bridgerton or something. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's an Art Deco building. It's a yeah. historical landmark here. So uh, next year, if you guys want to come back, it's, it's yeah. in Cal Southern California down at Del Mar. It's, it's fantastic Beautiful. setting. Yeah. Is that an invite? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> hey, Simon. Well, Ray. Absolutely. Thank Simon. You. Where can people hit you up on uh, social media and everything? Where can uh, people find you? Simon and Fandle TV and then on Fandle TV. Perfect. Hey, thank you so much for giving us Anytime, time, man. Thank Simon you, brother. Appreciate Ray, it. everybody, on the Cavino and Rich Show. But, yo, thank you, Simon. All right. That was really cool. You, you know, learn stuff. You learn stuff. genuinely interested in that because I never really thought that deep into it. And now I'm starting to resent my parents for not <laughs> ever taking me to this stuff. But then again, what do you think deep into? Um, <laughs> that's a question. Really good point, Rich. Um, but Growing up, 
again, Jersey kid. Yeah, I go to the Meadowlands. My dad would take me here and there. And you nailed it, Rich. You just picked a name that, that stood out to you. And that's still just oh, you know who just fun. won? The who, who just won? Magic Spoon. I feel like I would have picked that name. Magic Spoon sounds cool. You know what? There's another race in 20 minutes, and I think we need to pick. We have to go against all the great advice and just pick the dumb names. <laughs> just I'm, for fun. I'm okay with that. And he said, look, that's just part of the fun. You learn yeah. as you go. And those are the memories I have when I think back to when I'd go with my dad. But for some weird reason, like, we never really went again. When I went to visit my family upstate New York, we go to Vernon Downs and throw some money on, on a horse here and there. But... This is a scene that I think I can get back into because, well, let's be honest. There's, uh, like you said, beautiful women, money to win. And you have and money now. I have You're money a grown now. Up. You're I'm a grown, a grown up. up. And uh, there's a nice buffet out there. Beautiful day. And you know what? It's, uh, I, I think back to my childhood. I went a couple times with my grandpa, a couple people. You go to the track, it's a different feeling. You know what it is? There's two, two ways to, to observe this, right? You think of like OTB. And that doesn't have a great reputation, right? Mm-hmm. A bunch of guys just sitting around in a smoky room betting on horses, aggravated, slamming down their books. Then you go to a place like this, and it's like a classy place. You know, there's, you know, like you said, high-end cocktails and beautiful women with nice hats and on. And I feel like I a, need a nice hat. I do. I feel like I need to invest in a sweet hat for Danny next G, time. Danny G, you need to trade that Raiders hat in for like a Raiders, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a paperboy hat or something. Rich, be honest. Have you ever been with a woman who was wearing a bonnet? No, but I'm going to ask my wife if, if I have a free pass. <laughs> Honey, I'm, a, I'm at Breeders' Cup. There's a lot of beautiful women with bonnets. Uh, but, but to be honest, didn't know what to expect, and I'm really, really glad we came. Again, Cavino and Rich, live from the Santa Anita racetrack. Um, I didn't know where that was. Again, keep in mind, we're not from California. I'm not from California. I'm from Union, New Jersey. So Santa Anita, it's in the Pasadena area. You've also been very disabled by the fact that we both moved out to California while navigation existed. I've so never you've never had here. an urgency to be like, where's that town? Like never you, just been put it, you just put it in ways. It's great. Yeah. Well, so again. Arcadia is a, a nice town yeah. in Southern California. Yeah, I was, I was looking around. That, drove past that big green park yeah. on the way here. It's a nice town. So depending on where you're listening, definitely worth the trip. Like come out here for something like that. Take it all in. Really nice area. Again, Breeders' Cup Championships. And uh, we are in the final stretch to get tickets. I mean, we're here today and tomorrow. The horse's biggest race of the year. The world's best are here in Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championship. Today and tomorrow, the 3rd and 4th of November, the countdown begins. The countdown's on. Get tickets today at breederscup.com. So we will see you guys Monday. Monday. Back yeah, on man. Fox Sports Radio after another action-packed weekend of football. Going to talk NFL Week 9. I can't even believe, yeah, I can't even believe it's week nine. And then we'll give you the updates from the rest of our time here at the Breeders' Cup, see if Rich won any money. I don't know how much I'm going to gamble. Like, yeah, what's your limit on something you know nothing about? I don't know. Do I know anything when I'm in Vegas? No, that's true. I mean, but you <laughs> no. do have a strategy. Yeah. You know, Doesn't so. it look like Rich has the, the itch, Yo, though? Yeah, he, he I absolutely got, yeah. has It's very it. Vegas-like where he's antsy and he's kind of scratching. You're going to see me pacing around here, <laughs> checking the boards for the for the horses I, I thought I should have bet on. Well, listen, anything you ever miss out on, at Covino and Rich, wherever you get your pods, just search Covino and Rich. Or our other bonus pod, Overpromised, and we'll see you back on Monday, like Danny said. Until then, arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. Goodbye. Goodbye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit TNVacation.com. That's TNVacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.